1: <laughs> it would be a Walsh fan, eh? <laughs> <laughs> On goes full. three ball might get He's here for Wolves, Blast in the shot.
0: This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. We all carry different stresses, big and small. It could be from work, stuff going on at home, or just from supporting a football team. You flatter to deceive, and as the bedsheets have always said, let us down. We often bottle up these stresses and try and keep a lid on, but when you do that, it can start to affect you negatively. That's where therapy comes in. It gives you a place to get these things off your chest, get down to root cause, and figure out how to work through what's weighing you down. Therapy is there to help develop positive uh, coping skills. It's not just for people who have experienced major trauma. It's about empowering you to be the best version of yourself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not look and give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. We've over 1,000 therapists in the UK already. BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Our listeners can get 10% off their first month using the code betterhelp.com slash wanderers. That's better dot com slash wanderers. Let's get back to the show. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Wolves Fancast. It's Richard Hobbs here, and joining me to talk about the Less than thrilling, one nil win against Sheffield United. I've got Stu, Tom, and Jeffo. fellas. We're eight from the bloody league. Can you believe
1: it? your Allah. Get ready. Get, get the passports, fucking ready. <laughs> Amazing. Can't believe it. But it's time to be alive.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I know non. Particularly cares. I was going to say about today's game. We should care because we we not it's put us in a good league position. No one massively cares about the Carabao Cup, but that Liverpool win, it, Stuart, it's got me dreaming. It's got me dreaming of going to Tallinn. It's got me dreaming of going to Riga. It's got me. I'm going to run out of Eastern European capital cities in a second. So just <laughs> let us stop at two.
1: <laughs> it's it's one of the very very few times where you wanted Liverpool to win this afternoon and. I mean the, the way that Chelsea just crumbled again was quite hilarious. Um but yeah it's 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 opened it up and the fact that eighth eighth could be on the cards anyway is quite insane as it is. But I think the mood of everyone after the game was like we'd lost the game anyway. Um like we were saying beforehand, and I was in the old George Wally in a few beverages um to kind of almost down drain our sorrows because it was so awful in the second <laughs> half, but it's just—it's almost like a like a haze, that it's actually happening. But it's happening. People believe.
0: Like it, it does almost feel like momentum is just, just gaining traction for wolves, isn't it? That, right? Like, it almost feels like almost just that thing about momentum in football, where there's nothing you can do about it, but wolves are going, wolves are going. Um, but before we talking about any of the fun stuff, should we talk about the game? I mean we've got we got to, we've got to. I mean, look, let, let, let's skip starting lineup stuff because it was a it was it was unchanged. Um uh, I think more notably was I guess about sort of Sheffield United. I think that's kind of a more intriguing prospect. Um kind of going into obviously um very about Archer, who I think we're all singing the praise of in preview show. Um but to say this was one for the purists i it say I this. yeah
1: it, it, but
0: purists and sadists. The for ball story um anyway look we're, we're getting distracted let's talk about football um but yeah f- first half um at least it was better than the second half <laughs> and it was, um but yeah i apart from the goal let, let's get into it so tom how did you sort of think ball's we'll, uh, Fed in the first
2: half? Uh, very average, middling sort of thing. There wasn't much to shout home about, but I suppose, like you said, when you compare it to the second, um, it was actually quite good. Um, interesting what he did to try and change the dynamic of when teams sit in. Um, he almost had Lamina in a bit of a 10 role, so he was almost playing alongside Wang when we had the ball. And then he seemed to, to sort of, Almost like invert the fallbacks as well. So, I mean, eight nor he was using uh, you know right wing on various occasions, and they, they, they basically put the seems like put the wing backs very narrow. It was almost like to try and overload the middle just to try and create something to break them down. Um, but I think Sheffield United were told they weren't allowed to attack first half, so I think that sort of um, nullified sort of any sort of threat they had. Although they did have a couple of breaks on the counter, which were a little bit worrying, and it wasn't it for a few last each tackles we could have. Been one nil down, so um, we did all right to come out of the half 1-0 up, I suppose, to you would summarise it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I had it in my notes that um, there was a lot of... I feel quite bad because I guess it's sort of what we do to teams in a way in terms of, you know, try and catch them on the break and a ball over the top sort of set us free. Um, and, Stu, I can feel you saying it was agenda, but the for uh, Craig Dawson on the half turn wasn't exactly the, the quickest but yeah I mean they, they never kind of quite looked threatening with those one on one. though so was it McAtee had one um, but they never kind of quite looked like they were going to pose a serious danger despite having a couple of openings in that first half
1: because they're shit that's why <laughs> <laughs> if, if, it was a, if it was a better team we would have been about 3 nil down again at half time because you, you look at the, the chances that they had and they weren't they weren't bad chances I mean, we've, we've talked about Brewster in the past of what well, daylight like, robbery Liverpool got away with selling him for that mo- amount of money for because uh, it's baffling. It's baffling how much they paid for him. Um, but again, they said about Craig Dawson. You can't leave Craig Dawson one on one on the halfway line. It doesn't make any sense. And we did it mm. again. And we got done by that before, earlier on in the season. Um, but like Tom said, though, you look at it and we it was almost total control other than the odd cock up, which. A better team would have battered us for, but we were playing a better team, so it didn't matter.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, it, it did almost just feel like after the last kind of couple of games where we, you know, obviously we had the Brentford defeat, but that was kind of sandwiched in between the Chelsea game and the Spurs game. And I know it was almost it felt like a bit of a reality check for mm. me, um, in terms of kind of how we. Looking to kind of break down opposition. W- one player did stand out to me, um, I thought Huang did very well in terms of sort of trying to pressurize them because it is difficult against a team who okay. I, I, we're six minutes in, I think we've already called them crap four times. <laughs> but you know, it they, they, they did dig deep and wanted to kind of you know set up their you know their two lines and make it as rigid as possible and make it difficult for walls. And that does make it quite a difficult proposition for any team, Dufo.
3: Yeah, I mean, I am not. I don't want to go out and say they're, they're crap. I mean, majority of the players ain't ain't great. But in the defence, they ain't terrible. I mean, Atman Hodges is a good defender. He shouldn't be playing at Sheffield United. He should be playing at a level a lot higher than that. He should be mid-table, Premier League side. But like you said, you look at how we went into it today. Huang, I mean, he went down in the in the war, didn't they? um that was bizarre wasn't it yeah so it's a bit strange plus he had the injury back in the asian cup as well so he, he ain't looking at 100% so we're we're battling with our own our own demons at the moment so it, it's difficult and and but the thing is we've got to look at it, it from try and look at it from a positive perspective is the fact that in days of old we'd have lost it against a side mm. like that no matter how crap they are, no matter how poor performing they've been for the rest of the season, we'd have lost against sides like that. And it, it's it's the professionalism that is being put onto the training pitch and to being put into the players by Sean Derry and by Gary O'Neill, and and the way that they're drilling them to to do things that are slightly different. And like Tom says, is that they're looking at every game differently, and they're coming up with these different ways of playing it, like bringing the fullback across where they brought Nourine to play. Is that they want to try and specialise the team into individual matches and they look at it on a week-by-week week basis. Like Nuno used to say, game-by-game, game, but he didn't do it. He was always the same. <laughs> but it's it, it, now we're saying game-by-game game and actually doing it and we're, we're seeing the fruits of it and the, the fruits of our labour. We're having a, a fantastic foundation to work from, but then doing these little specifics during the week and just keeping topped up on what we want to do and what is our... Foundation, what is our formulation of playing football, which is nice, and is, is, is positive to say, despite the way the game went and and the actual uh, way that uh, we played the played the ninety minutes, it, it shows progression, which is good.
0: Yeah, and I guess uh, well, there very much is a um, case for that. You know, a sign of a good team is winning when you're playing badly, and. Uh, you know, it, it sometimes isn't great for the for, for fan to kind of go through it. And it did just sort of feel like we weren't just quite up for the, the races. Do you think that has anything to do with Kuna not being available? Because obviously we did well without him last week against Spurs. And I I sort of think we're obviously a poor side for not having him in the team, but I don't know how much he'd have influenced a greater turn in performance.
3: Mm. I mean you have to look at the, it's, it's always horses of courses with, with any sort of player but it's a, with Cunha he carries the ball well and he, he doesn't turn possession over it very well and he breaks lines when he he picks up the ball he'll run 20-30 yards and he'll make something happen when in this team at the moment have only really got Neto who can do that and it, it's difficult because he can get quite easily nullified because he's quite slight whereas Cunha he's not the biggest block in the world but he's a lot of of a, a physical, bigger physical presence, and he can sort of push the player off, and and to, you know, into basically terms, barge the player out of the way because he, he's a stronger player and he, he's able to hold the ball off. But having people like that in your team is important because you've got players like Huang, Sarabia, They're not as not as physically strong. They can you can win the ball back a lot quicker often. And where we and what you find is looking at today compared to like when Cunha was in the side, your turnovers are a lot, lot higher and and, mm. and the ball's coming back at you a lot more. But that's where you've got to stay positive in what you want to do in the philosophy of the football. And and, and I know Stuart doesn't like it so much, but playing it from the back is what we want to do. Is is I know it frustrates the hell out of fans, but we've got to stay true to it because you have to trust the process of, of what you drill to do instead of potentially doing something that you're not Drilled to do in, in sort of maybe hitting it long or clipping channels because then the ball invariably is going to come back because the team isn't set up to do it that way and they're not drilled to do it that way and they're not coached to do it that way so it's good to have variance but if you're not set up and you're not built that way
1: then you're going to have problems there's a there's a difference between playing it from the back and pissing about which is oh, 100%, 100% like you look at I mean my my issue is I mean I've got no problem with keeping possession I mean there was the usual morons in the second half in front of me, or the, the get it forward brigade, every <laughs> possible opportunity. And then when we did do that and lose a the ball, they were on the backs for losing the ball. Um, but you look at yesterday for <laughs> Burnley's red card came from pissing about mm. unnecessarily. That's the difference. I mean, there's no, there's pass it around and keep possession, fine. Don't do stupid things like that and get a player sent off and lose a game for it. That's that's I, the difference between that. the two. Totally agree, and I think that's probably
3: more merit to what we're doing and the way it's been done is the fact that we don't have moments like this very often and we don't have moments like that very often when we're playing games is because mm-hmm. it's been done and coached the right way and it's been coached over a long period of time whereas you're looking at teams like Burnley like you mentioned Vincent kompany has got to keep throwing shit against the wall until something sticks because they're basically relegated as a team but he's got to now justify his job going into next season because that, whoever owns that club ain't going to want it to be a yo yo club. Whereas, okay, yeah, Vincent can get us back up because he's done the job before. But mm. what's, the, what's the next season after that going to be? So, so I say, yeah, okay, we don't have moments like that is because Gary O'Neill's doing such a good job in terms of the coaching and the guys behind the scenes. So yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. I mean, that pissing about sort of comes from sides who are experimenting. And doing things and sh- turning things on the head game to game, which is a bit silly.
2: We did it second half. We we're pissing around at the back second half. I mean, it was so slow and laboured. Um, oh, yeah. like Dawson was like rolling it over his foot about four times before <laughs> he play a pass. I mean, what's up? Literally, like, what are you doing? What, what's the point? And there's the a matter of times when it would we'd be played into to the midfield, and there was someone on their ass straight away. And you know, when they were picking a pass, it was the wrong one. Um, so, I think that, I mean, there is definitely that sort of work to do there. But I think when you lose, you know, we, we won't know if it would have been better with Kuna, but when you've got a player like that, it's a dual threat then, isn't it? Because, you know, you've got more than one player who can, you know, get the pitch beater, man. It, like the Brentford game, as soon as Kuna went off, Brentford just shut off Neto and that was it. Game plan done. Like, that was it. Whereas you can't do that when you've got two players like that, because then you get, you know, you get overloads in other areas. So, um yeah, maybe it might have been better, but I think what well, fundamentally we do have an issue with teams playing a, a low block. It seems to me that we just this isn't a team that pl- can play at a low tempo. It's a high tempo team or nothing. Whenever we seem to slow it down, we don't seem to have the skills or or the nous almost to to fashion chances in a in a, on a consistent basis. Yes, we, we made one or two chances first half, but I can't remember anything in the second half at all. Against a, team that, against a team that bad what's disappointing but you know when it's a high pressure high tempo game I think we we can mix it with the best of them
1: It's almost like they overthink as well when we, when they've got time to do things because they're not being pressed or they're not being bothered with, with anything and so they have to try and do ridiculous things like in, like you said in the second half when they're trying to do little tricks and flicks on the edge of the 18 yard box and you think well why? What are you doing this for? This is obviously not going to go well for anyone and it is almost like that thing of They're not quite well. We know that they're not good enough, otherwise, they wouldn't be here, would they? Um, but we it's been a problem for years, years and years and years. And the fact that it's it still happens, apart from today, when we've actually got a result playing this way, which is which took a moment of genius. The one the one bit of good play in the whole game.
0: Should we talk about the goal because it 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 was sunshine on otherwise a cloudy day, despite the weather actually being all right? Um, but any, anyway, I'm getting sid- sidetracked again. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Sarabia head... I, I can't remember... La- uh, fuck it. I can't remember the last time I saw Wolf score a, a head of that good. <laughs> Especially
2: was, by a- like, someone who's five foot.
0: Y- yeah. You, you wouldn't put him down for someone who's like a, 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 an accurate head of, of the ball. But I just... I think you genuinely need to like, take a moment to appreciate... That is a really good header he scored. You don't get him enough, do you?
1: No, I mean, we don't get balls in the box very often, let alone anything else. I mean, you, you look at him on his own against against Spurs at home, doing that, doing his wizardry for the, for the first goal. We don't get that very often. And when you think, okay, well, we've got all this pace out, out wide, and then he comes to our ball in the box, it'll go to the keeper, which ninety nine percent of the time it does do. Other than corners, which Gully corrected us about our conversation about that last Mm -hmm. week, Um, which again corners were about to be what we think they are today, Um, but the ball in was sublime, and on his right foot as well.
0: Who's all that? It's all that cutting inside he's doing, and basically playing as, as a right winger. But it again, it's one of those where about two seconds before the ball comes in, they're all actually, you know, the the Sun- Sheffield United players all kind of lined up man for man and then just um, uh, the left back just just goes absolutely AWOL and just just doesn't bother tracking him. As soon as he gets anywhere near the box and you see Sarabi point where he needs it and you're right, it's a fantastic ball and I think we've seen it like a couple of times even under Lopetegui where they maybe try that sort of ball to the far post and it would usually kind of happen for walls under the, you know, the second ball and stuff like that. But it was so nice when we see it, you know, it'd be perfectly executed for a change and it not just kind of, I guess, goes to Srabia who holds it up and maybe, um, you know, Zao Gomez or whoever, because you've got uh, Lamina's pushed forward into the box as well. Like, you know, we had players, um, Getting in the box to commit to that to that ball and to, you know despite the defense, but it managed to find its way through.
2: Just men in the box. It's just percentages, isn't it? I've, I've mentioned this every time. Like we're actually getting men in the box now, and surprise, surprise, we're scoring more goals. I think I read that we've scored. Is that was that our fortieth goal? And by this point last season, we scored nineteen. Yeah, I think, um,
0: I think it's the fastest. Amount of time it's taken to score forty goals in the top flight since the seven, early seventies. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. amazing
2: that when you get people in the box, you you actually score goals. It's weird, isn't it? Mm. Um <laughs> <laughs> <have thought> it. <laughs> thought, I know, yeah. But it was just it took. It had to take a moment of bit of sort of bizarre play. You know, you've got an eight nori putting in a right wing, right footed cross, and then the smallest player on the pitch just nodding it in at the back stick. It was just a bit surreal, really. I mean, I'm not complaining at all. Um, but then we had other opportunities, you know, in and around the box where you just wanted to hit, pull the trigger and then we were just faffing around faffing around with it a little bit. But it was just uh, that, again, I think, like like Stu said earlier, sometimes when they work on instinct like that, you know, a nice early cross, you know, and, and then just a, an instinctive header rather than having time with the, the ball at their feet to, to think about what they've got to do. Um, it seems to count in our favour more often than not.
0: Yeah, and I think, um, you know, circling 8 Norrie in particular... He, ha- he has taken that developmental leap this season that I think he definitely stalled on last year. Um, but it was kind of nice to see him have like a goal contribution because I sort of think we, we know him as this kind of left wing back who can get up and down the pitch, he can beat three men, but he doesn't necessarily always have that output in terms of, you know, being able to assist and stuff like that. And it was nice to sort of see him have a almost do a Job of a left winger and actually knock a ball and you say nice and early, yeah, it was with his weaker foot, but he put it in, you know, the, the perfect area to, you know, really ask questions. And when you have got a player who's, yeah, he gets criticized, particularly by me, um, but actually a very intelligent player in Sarabia, he's going to be able to identify the space against a team who are a bit woeful. Hmm. Yeah. yeah,
3: definitely. I mean, you look at I Nuri, Art Nuri. You say he stepped up and that's true. He has stepped up from last season and you've got somebody who we'll talk about a little bit later in Hugo Bueno. He pushed him last season and it's exactly what Ryan needed because Ryan needed someone who could be at the same level as him to, you know, challenge the team sheet, whether the previous manager liked Ryan or Nuri or not, it doesn't matter. he He was challenging him in terms of performances last year and that's, on a personal level down to it was going to make him work harder on the training ground it's going to make him want to improve as a footballer because he, he's going to want to play football and the development that we've seen in him he's pushing now he's at the same level as most top six foot fullbacks in the league mm. and the same could probably be said about Samedo as well both of them look like they should be playing at a, a, a level higher and it's 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 one that they've been pushed by the players that are around them. Maybe not so much by somado because Doherty's, you know, he's brought in just as backup, but it says a lot about, and I, I, I love talking about Gary O'Neill's coaching and what he's doing, because I've mentioned it, I think it's a fourth time I mention it now, but it's like, it's it says about how good the, the coaching is being done because it, it speaks, it speaks levels that the players are in the club, the younger players are developing and they're improving. Mm-hmm. And it's not, we're not talking over six months and 12 months. We're talking game to game. Players are improving and the little things and the little areas that they're doing, maybe last week, the week before, they ain't in this game and and they're developing, they're coming forward and they're becoming a better player. But it says a lot about what the club are doing off the field as well with them to make them a much round, better rounded individuals as well as better footballers as well. And it's, this, it, it's, it's, the club feels a happier, nicer place, and somewhere where we can be proud of what we're doing, especially with young players. The golden egg now is we need someone like Nathan Fraser to take that and run with it. Yeah, we need we need a youth player to come through and to to cement a uh, place in this side. Kilman's kind of that with a captaincy, but so obviously we, we bought him in when he was slightly older, but he's somebody who has developed for a long but- period over the club.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I guess I, it's people like Toti Gomez, who obviously signed the contract a couple of weeks ago. And it's that like development where he's gone from being okay and almost under the radar to being able to play 20 odd games in a row and just look like a mainstay. And, you know, it'd be great if that next generation or whatever, you know, era of academy players, one of them can kind of take the ball by the horns. I mean, downside is we actually need to play them, which is the frustrating thing about Fraser because he should have had that loan move to hopefully kind of kick-start him. And we've had a couple of really good comments on YouTube um, regarding 8Nori. Big thanks always for people who are commenting. Um, uh, Ed Marshall, fancast favourite. Um, biggest change in 8Nori is he lasts 80-plus minutes now. And that, that's yeah. the big thing for me is... He's durable, and I don't know whether that's a age thing or just he's worked on it or or what. But the fact that he's just a bit more reliable. Like I remember, Stu, you said like uh, back in uh maybe it was the start of this month. Now Christ we played a lot of games, but you know, can he play three games in a week? And he mm. and he can now. Like the stats have shown it, he can he can churn them out. And you know, it, it's the sign of really good players. Stay on the pitch, like they, I mean, they play game after game. It, it, it it's stupid, but it, it just the amount he brings us on a you say on a game to game, and he it doesn't look like he's flagging. He's not pulling up with cramp after seventy five minutes anymore.
1: Well I mean, he could barely last a, a game a month, <laughs> let alone play three in a week. I mean, it's it's just like what well, you've just said. Then it's not even like well, the standout ones. It's like our best players are better than they were last year under Gary yeah. O'Neill since August. And it's mm. you just think what, what he could do with an actual pre-season. It's, you know what I mean? It's it's That Bournemouth decision is one of the most stupid things that has ever happened in football. <laughs> and look at them. Them wankers, they won a game all year yet. And, yeah, I mean, Man City made a hard work of it yesterday against them, but it's Man City getting the job done. We have actually got the job done today. Yeah, well, it won pretty, no one really cares. But the players were fit and no one looked knackered at the end, which is a massive change. Now alone Newry, you look you look at the age of some, especially like Dawson, he wasn't flagging at the end. He was as knackered as he was when he started the game. It was just <laughs> everyone is fitter, everyone is better than they were, and that's all down to coaching.
0: Can we talk about the most important thing that happened in the game yesterday? In the, ga- yesterday? In the game today?
1: I know what you're going to say. No one
0: told it, did they? No, no. Someone no, with the Astro. I hope some no. of his
1: family's done that. Got sure.
0: Just, no, I was going to say um, the the Astro
1: like, Pay thing got a bigger cheer than the goal. Yeah, that I best know. Thing that happened <laughs> just, all I'll honestly, just.
0: <laughs> it comes to something where a half time entertainment would be <laughs> genuinely. I will remember that more than aspects of this game, yeah. which and is smash, a bit
1: boring. I mean, Wolves smashing their disability, the uh, Sheffield <laughs> Disability Team, 9 7 0. As well, you'll, you'll even that, it. bad. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> Half time was better than the entire game, it just was, yeah.
0: Can we talk about uh sheffield united players scrapping with each other <laughs> quite literally like i know it's a sunday league one isn't it oh they're fighting amongst themselves but they legitimately were I just just having it out it so in the la- in the last calendar month we have had well say calendar month in the last month We have got fans fighting each other because of wolves and players fighting each other because of wolves now. All we've got left is and I don't quite know, is we need like executives slash directors fighting amongst themselves next.
3: I, I would have liked like, it if it was managers and coaches, like if, if Roy Hodgson was at Palace, him, him and he's that, the, the, I'm I, Ray Lewinson. Right. Just... Ray Lewinson, sorry, right. <laughs> him and Ray Lewinson just, just offering each other out, just just shirts off, their wrinkly old bodies just going
0: through. <laughs> I tell you what, it would be a good scrap. Um, I, I, to be honest, either of them getting punched. We've got Newcastle next weekend. Oh,
2: Tindall. Oh, just... I'd pay good money to watch them get smacked in the first. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> I'd also pay good money. Eddie Howe getting punched as well because that's your that's the issue. Is you got to think of the opposition here, Tom, and I can't see Eddie Howe, throw, Eddie Howe throwing a good punch. No, but a, yeah. if he if he honestly if he just connects once with um with Tindall, I'll <laughs> I'll be happy.
1: Yeah, Eddie Howe. Did you see the um? That, that footage? I can't remember it, what which two pathetic teams it was. Um, it was on the AFL accounts where there was two fat two groups of fans going at each other at a train station, and it was so pathetic. It was
0: Doncaster uh, versus Wimbledon.
1: Yeah, it was. It yeah. was like that. That's it. That's how you can imagine Eddie Howe fighting.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but
1: anyway, um, Sheffield United players. It just. I mean, it's that's just that, that is a it? that is a red card. It's a yeah. red card. It's, it's it's it doesn't matter that they're on the same team. It's, it's hand in face. It's a red card. Rules are rules. I,
0: it just I I did kind of wonder, and obviously you know the fact it went to VAR is <laughs> just just objectively funny. Like, I no, mean we didn't, didn't know. Assume, assume me and you both listen to a football ramble. If that didn't happen, this game would just not get talked about. Yeah. There is like a jet this shouldn't be a barometer for football, but the fact that a match featured a VAR check to make sure to see if two teammates had committed violent contact against each other is the sort of thing that would, legit, would legitimately get picked up on as media outlets. Otherwise, this game is just dead in the
1: water. <laughs> it's the fact that it's so baffling, there was nothing on the screen because it just says checking violent conduct and normally it says who for... But he just said, (laughs) check your of conduct. You know, what's happened? Yet again, it it took my my, my Bolton mate watching it on Sky to text me saying, yeah, it's because they were fighting each other.
0: Right. It's, I mean, it just just sums them up as a side at the moment. They they just are so discombobulated. And um, in the preview show, we're talking about it, and, you know, just Chris Wilders come in, come back, and just, but genuinely fuck all, in terms of quality of coaching, in terms of getting them up for it, it just it, I almost feel a bit sorry for them, um, to be honest. Um, and you know, just seeing something like that, it just it's just embarrassing. It, like I'm, I'm, we saw it with Johnson and Hennessy a decade plus ago, and I feel like if you look. Back on that, from the outside looking in, and you go that is just so. It, it just antipifies what I, I guess a toxic culture was mulling you around that point, and I'm assuming like Sheffield United are kind of going through something similar would be my guess. We're
2: getting panned every week. It's got to affect you. It, I think. Yeah. Just, I, mean, I, 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 I was looking at their their fans weren't happy with them during the game. I mean they were pissing around at the back. I mean, they were as bad as we were playing out from the back and they were getting pelters from, from their fans. So, I think it, it's got to affect you mentally, hasn't it? If you're just getting whacked, you know, by every team you're coming up against, you're getting nothing coming the other way. Probably got The manager who's probably not inspiring much confidence. You've got players coming in alone from other clubs trying to take out people's knees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what what chance <laughs> have you got, really? It's just a joke. I mean, it,
1: it, I... I it sums it up that I, I the, 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 well, in the whole big club, little club playfulness uh, that's been going on this week, and the fact that Sheffield United, who always travel well, couldn't even be asked to sell out 2,600 seats, which it's a bad way. And, and there have been plenty of times, but that's not the point, is it? It's a, it's a Premier League away game when they ain't going to mm. have them anymore for at least another two years. And they didn't sell out, and so there was an entire block just missing. Yeah. And they were and- still fighting amongst themselves. You think, yeah, you bad news bears for them.
0: Yeah, and Sheffield United aren't exactly a team who travel badly. Like exactly. I I don't like, you know, don't like to use a proper football club, but they are. They they will they will bring fans. And you say like to not be able to do that at an elite level is, is bonkers. Um in reference to uh our debate about which um coaches in the same dugout would you be interested in seeing a scrap um because genuinely, we've had quite a number of comments so uh danny p I pay good money for ray lurington versus sean derry that's that That'll be that will be tasty uh, ed uh dice versus wone yeah um and very winner. good question
3: here uh
0: chris rogers who beats matt Hobbs in a fight
3: I think Matt Bradley answered that one in the comments as well. Anyone that can run up a hill, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, definitely,
0: he definitely, he Dan Ashworth. That's all I'm gonna. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, but look, the second half wise, not exactly much. Want to write home about it, is there? I think it almost just put it to one side. The only saving grace is i'm putting it down that i'm gonna put that performance down to particularly second half is that we've got two big games coming up in the next week and That's... you know what it, it, it didn't it still didn't quite feel that we we're just seeing it out and i don't know whether it's just because walls aren't quite at that level where we got our goal and we just hold my arm's length or whether we're just we we're just a bit rubbish and got
1: let off it felt, it felt a lot like that at times, especially like at points in the first half as well. As soon as we went 1-0, it was like, well, just remember, lads, we haven't got to run around that much. We are playing Sheffield United after all. Um, and you have got two big, big games coming up this week. So, absolute minimal effort at all times. But then it's like the whole thing of when you play for a draw, you're most likely going to lose because you're not putting the required amount of effort in. And that's what it's seen in the second half. And like, like Tom said earlier, the amount of nonsense that started happening is complacency and we've had complacency settle in before and we don't do well with it um and w- but once you get to that level it's hard to get out of it again and i think the bottom just fell out so badly at the start of that second half that it was hard to get out of the rut and we got lucky by them being so awful that they couldn't capitalize on it i completely, completely agree yeah. um,
2: Kilman in the second half was unbelievably bad i don't know if he completed a pass but his first touch was always backwards as well, mm. and mm. I think he's usually the opposite to that. To be fair to him, you know, he's he, you know he's, he's got his faults, but I think generally, by and large, he, he does try and drive up the up the pitch with the ball and and look do for forward think,
1: pass. But it just it just seems so negative. Do you think that's why Gary O'Neill, that in that because there was an interview on Sky with him afterwards and I, that I've seen since that he's blaming himself for the second half performance. Yeah, I maybe saw maybe. That. if that. If that was an instruction to keep it, just keep it as low as you can and don't do anything, don't exert yourself, maybe that's what the instruction was. Maybe that's why you're saying he got it wrong.
2: Quite, Quite possibly. Yeah. I think that's why Doyle was brought on as well to give him an outlet, to give the centre halves an outlet more yeah. in, the, in the in the middle. But that that's...
3: didn't really work either. I think you're probably right there, Tom, because I mean, circling back down to the Cunha thing, I mean, with him missing out, he, he, as a player, when he's playing in that sort of nine, inverted commas, um that he would come into the by the centre arse pick up the ball and and do something and, and carry the ball and, and just so there's a little bit of variance in the play but in the team where we've got Chani up front he ain't gonna do that so half of the way that we've been playing has kind of been blocked off mm. and against the team who, who you say you're who, gonna do a low block it's difficult to break through and to break through the thirds and the lines doing it against the side like that. So he he's trying something different and like I say it, it probably is his instruction if he has said that that probably is the case but it's, it's like how do you adapt and it's it's, it's good that we face a challenge like that against a side like this so that you know that they struggle to punish us so that we when we do go into other games where you know against the likes of football terrorists like brentford and and uh, everton as well with Deutsch, that you know we're able to Excuse face. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Good point yesterday but, for the boys that we were able to adapt and overcome.
1: He was furious yesterday, wasn't he? <laughs> he was so mad. You can see his angry veins starting, and he hasn't really got one of them. All the pure lord that he is, but he's yeah. He was very. He was angry inside yesterday. But again, doing doing good work for us, keeping Brighton at bay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah
0: exactly um yeah should we just forget about that game <laughs>
2: just yeah, three points we've we got
0: the three points we can move on like you know I, I think we're all happy to um before we talk about brighton um i've got just a quick announcement for you guys is that the Wolves fancast have teamed up with Kitbag um they've got a massive range at the moment of um Wolves merch on there from replica kits to training gear um war lot and even uh, really nice retro tops as well um you can also get international overseas tops as well you can get domestic ones as well but i mean what what would you um if we're being honest so um If you want to make the most of their office at the moment, you can do it via FanCast. So you go to the link uh, that's on the screen. I'll put it in the description as well, guys. Um, But it's uh, kitbag.evy.net slash FanCast. Um, It's kitbag, all one word, slash FanCast. Uh, So I'll put the link in the description. They've got free UK delivery um, on purchase at the moment. Uh, You can use the promo code WINNER as well. So go check that out. Out right, Brighton FA <laughs> Cup. stew. how up uh, where are we on the up for the cup ometer at the moment?
1: I mean, uh, we've got we've got we've got to be nearly there, right? Yeah, I mean, talking about let's not do bluey jokes again. Um, it's Brighton, which is annoying. So, but again, like Russ has been saying on, on Twitter for the, the entire of this season. <laughs> They're not what they used to be. No, no. and you look at them and they're they'll Big D doing the God, doing God's work against them and getting a draw at the Amex, which we managed. So that there's that there's that one monkey off our back. We've got over the whole blue white stripy curse and beating Albion without getting out of first gear. We've beat a shit team in Sheffield United, which we never do. So it's one less, it's one more thing to do now, and I don't see if we if we got out of today with no injuries and you play that same team again against Brighton at home, I'm confident that we get, that we can do it in 90 minutes as well. No nonsense and staying there till 10 o'clock at night. Let's just get it done in 90 minutes. And <laughs> the fact that we didn't concede a goal today was a miracle because we always concede. I think 2-1 is more than, more than a, a kind of acceptable bet because they're not what they used to be. They're not what they used to be. And we're, We've got a bit of a run together, finally, and we've got our act together. We know how to play Brighton now. He says, "So I'm strangely confident," much as, as which is a game against them. can be? Tom, how are you feeling about it?
2: Um, yeah, nervously optimistic. Um, I think, I think it's time for Samada to get over his Matoma curse. I think this might be the game. Um, he's not.
1: He's not there. Apparently, is he not yeah. there? Yeah.
2: So Holgate Holgate did a favour, I see. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Danny Pete. Danny Pete's put on. Oh, that's brilliant then. That's great. Um so yeah, because he's 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 ripped us to shreds more than more than three or four occasions, to be honest. Um yeah, I think you know, might count in our favour. You know, that it is a team like Brighton who are going to attack us because like I said before, the tempo's gonna be up. I think if we had a team that's just gonna sit back, I'd be more concerned. Um if we can go toe-to-toe with them at a, at a high tempo, why not? We've got the players to do it now. They're in great form. Um, Brighton might have other priorities. It's a shame that it's come at this point before, you know, that their runner game starts, I think, from now, pretty much, I think. Um, and it's like, I think they're playing pretty much every weekend then in the week, so it'd be nice if it was a couple of weeks later. However, um, they still might have their eye on other, on other things. Um, and, and like Stu said, yeah, I don't think that they're not the team that they were. With Gilmore being sent off, is is he suspended for this, or is it only league games? Is he suspended for this one? Is it?
1: So it was a straight red card, wasn't it? So yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Okay. Same um, as the Joe Gomez thing. Of course,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so again, yeah, because I mean he's not a great player, but he seems to play quite well against us. Annoyingly, so that's another um, another sort of feather in the cap for us. So fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I'm quietly optimistic. And, um, Jeffo is uh, Danny P. He, he seems to be our fountain of all knowledge and all things. Uh, before I can pull up anything, you know, they start, yeah. they play us this week, but then midweek games against Rome next week. I love the Wolves mirroring personally, but that that's me being an absolute nerd, isn't it? Um, but yeah, there, there's a likelihood Jeffoe might have their eyes on other fronts as well, especially as their league campaign's a bit, campaign dwind- has the potential to dwindle, shall we say.
3: Yeah, it, it all depends on what Deservey wants and what he sees as as, as a success this season. Um, but that's all down to, to him and what the club have laid out. But you look at it from the outside, you're going to say they're going to do all. We want to do what West Ham did and go as far into that competition as possible, potentially even win it. Because the squad that they have and the setup that they have and the manager that they have, they could win that competition. It, it's not unfair to say, even with a fall-off in performance this season. But you look at how, how we line up compared to the how they line up. The fact that we've got so many key players sort of missing in terms of set a few of the starters that we kind of won't rotate too much and we do, you do see Brighton probably rotating four, maybe five out. So it's only going to help us in, instead. And, um, I mean, what we want for a success in the season is to is to be able to build on what we're, we've done in previous years, but also to try and look at how do we bring in extra revenue next season. And that's the key thing is how we bring in money into the club. And qualifying for Europe is going to be huge to us. It's the difference between how us bringing in maybe one player in the summer, one key player, and maybe two or three. Mm. If, we, if we get a European campaign and, and that's the, the thing is the club now are going to prioritise not only league position but going as far into the FA Cup as possible because I mean if we get past this and we're in the quarterfinals, if I'm not wrong I mean you won game off Wembley again and yeah. then when you get to Wembley it's, it's anyone's game I mean we saw that last time we were there granted we were against a side who were a similar size to us in Watford at the time um, but, you know, you you, you go toe-to-toe with anyone in this league, especially top six. And, and and that's the sort of games that we want to be playing and we want to be involved in. And, and that's where we want the club to go, is we want them to go further in competitions and, and progress and want them to be something so we can be proud of what the club's doing. And that's kind of where the progression seems to be. And it's nice. It is it, something that we can all those fans start to enjoy again.
0: Definitely. I think um, your point firstly on what European football means to this club, and I think, yeah, it it will help a recruitment drive, but also help a retention drive as well. And uh, we, we've had YouTube comments today in terms of, you know, oh, if and when Neto goes, and it feels there's a somewhat inevitability for um, balancing the books as much as anything else. But we're more likely to keep someone like Neto if we've got European football or, you know, even someone like Shao Gomez, let's say, where he's not being touted around lots, but actually it's just something extra to kind of keep these players incentivized that they are playing, you know, beyond just the, the 38, 38 Premier League games. Um, and... You know, bit building on that. I guess you're right. Football's about creating those memories and those moments, and that's kind of what the cup's all about. Like, the walls are probably going to, you know, we're going to finish between seventh and eleventh. Most likely, it's going to be between 9th ninth and eleventh. Realistically, I think the season will end up kind of getting forgotten about in the near future. If we not not because it's been a bad season, and we have done really well, but I just don't. I th- I think having a cup run or getting to a semi final again will really kind of give that extra, almost icing on the cake, I guess, to really remember what this season's been all about and have something to kind of really, you know, view the season under a microscope.
1: Yeah, you want you want a showpiece. You want a showpiece mm. event. You want to see Gary O'Neill in a suit rather than a, a castor hoodie. Um, oh, God, I, I, I he's,
0: he's not going to wear one at Wembley, is he? Oh, or
1: unless he wears, it, wear. he wears, he might wear a suit jacket over that hoodie. I mean, to be fair, that hoodie, it's the one thing that I've, I've bought from that, <laughs> from the the Club shop that you can wear it for an entire week and not have to wash it. It's amazing. And it, it feels like it's all silky, and, but it feels like it's too cold. But it's actually really warm. And vice versa. So, You're sorry, so hang on. Wait. Is it, so, it's, actually there, just, it's actually there. It's Can, can we just it, roll though? it
0: back? I, 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 I'm, I'm sure the quality of it is it, fantastic. And if that, why does that mean you don't have to wash it for? Extended period of time.
1: No, because you, you know what I mean. When you, with, with hoodies, I mean you don't b- wear a hoodie once and put it in the wash, do you? That's mental behavior. You wait for a couple of days and then you put it in. But you know where it, like, the fabric gets all stretched and stuff, and it's all like the wrist, like around your wrists. Depends how much you use your wrists. Um <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know what I mean with with, with like fluffy hoodies and stuff, where the, the fabric, like, the mm-hmm. cuffs get all stretched. That one doesn't. It's it's it's, it's not pure. It's the most, It's the best piece of material I've ever had. I don't know what, even where it is. Um, but yeah, so we need to see Gary O'Neill not wearing that at Wembley, just to um, <laughs> just to any And the fact that we we've got three years now to win the FA Cup before we're off that graphic altogether, so we can't be having that because then them lot will be on there and not us, which is not fair.
0: Yeah, we can't be having that. I mean, to be fair, you look at the teams who are who are left in it and, and the games that are this weekend. You've got uh, Blackburn-Newcastle, Chelsea-Leeds, Bournemouth-Leicester, Liverpool-Southampton, uh, Forest-Man United, uh, Wolves versus Brighton, of course, and uh, Coventry-Maidstone, George-Ellocobie's Maidstone, and uh, Luton-Man City. Some tasty games in there. Uh, but there is a chance of us getting a quite decent draw as well Um, if we do get past Brighton to potentially navigate away to the um, to the semi-finals potentially as well
1: well we've played played and beaten all these teams anyway at at one point so I don't really fear anyone on, on our day it's just if anything conspires against us like it normally does do that's the problem but on our day we can beat anyone
2: Yeah, yeah, I think you you try you try and avoid City and Liverpool, don't you? I think, but then after that, there's no one else to fear, is there? But I mean, you know, you win this game and then you pull up you get the commentary and Maidstone winner, then you 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 know you're massively odds on, aren't you, for the uh, for Wembley? So uh, it's a big game Wednesday. I think it's a really big game.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like you look you look at the teams who are left and how you can kind of navigate your way through. You're you're right, like. Without sounding too pompous, like I think whoever gets Coventry versus, you know, the winner of Coventry versus Maidstone is kind of guaranteed that semi final berth. So that's like, you know, a, a one in eight if you get through, or one in seven that you're going to go through. Forest versus Man United, again, I, I'd sort of fancy whoever Wolves having that. Um, Bournemouth-Leicester, again. So, and and maybe even Blackburn versus Newcastle and Chelsea versus Leeds. So, you literally, you go through it and uh, apart from, you say, Liverpool and Man City, there, there really isn't a lot to fear, I think, in terms of that. And you never even know if like, Liverpool. If you got them in the quarter final. obviously, they've won the Carabao Cup. Um, they're still progressing in Europe. They've got the league to think about. We know what we can do against them on a one-off game, particularly at, um, at Molyneux.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you look at look at who we had to beat last time to get to the semi-final, and we did it. And you <laughs> look at the, the celebrations at finally beating Man United. Yeah, it was eight o'clock on a night game, and it was incredible. But still, we still did it, and comfortably in the end as well. So no one's no one other than but even man city we've we've literally shown this season that we can do it against them so in a one off game which these these are with no replays i'd back us against anyone you know we have to turn up and we have to have them not bring to the obviously their full potential but everything's doable i mean we
0: have got um newcastle next weekend which is becoming a you know which will be quite a decisive game probably potentially season defining in terms of beating a team or playing against a team who, um, are very much in contentious with the same spots from the table. Do you think O'Neill's going to have one eye on that game at all? Cause I mean, obviously we've not changed the lineup in the last couple of games anyway. Do we see any changes being made against Brighton? Um, with, the um, Newcastle game in mind?
3: I'm going to say one. I'd probably say Santiago Bueno. Just more minutes under his belt. Mm-hmm. If, just because Dawson can't really be doing the quantity of games that we're looking at over the next few weeks, mm-hmm. especially if we do get through as well. We've got to try and manage what the players that we've got. And somebody of his age, you might as well develop. When when you've got the game time too, especially again if Brighton do rest some of their key you know more key players, um, so bringing in somebody like him and then you look in Bellegarde as well more minutes potentially just just slight rotations is it, it, is all we really need at the moment just to keep things ticking over and keep players fresh that so that if we do get injuries or we do need to change things around in games players are ready to go and they've yeah. got minutes under their belt.
0: I guess so. Again, it it's a really good problem to have. But you've even got like players like Tommy Doyle, who like it is itching to get back on the pitch. It's only through form and availability for G- Gomez and Lamina are ahead of him, and I, I could see Doyle starting for the same logic, Jaffa, Jaffa, Um just to kind of get a bit of rotation, potentially get a foot on the ball a little bit more against a mm. possession heavy. Right inside as well.
2: I think he played quite well against. It. He played in the he knee, knee away game, and I, see, I remember him having a really good game. Hmm. Um, yeah, he was probably out of match. Yeah, I thought. I thought he. I, I thought the game was sort of screaming out for him today. To be fair, I just didn't want Lamina or Gomez to come off. I just didn't know how you integrated him into into the game because he's someone who's calm on the ball and, and, and very rarely, you know. Plays a you know a, a bad pass, um, so yeah, I could pros- possibly see him, him coming in. I've got no arguments with Santi coming in either. To be fair, because he's he's looked with every game that's gone, he has been a little bit better than the game before, and he's unlucky to be out of the team at the moment. Um, so yeah, that that would be one. Um, as long as Hugo Bueno's not playing. Well, yeah, I was gonna say shambled. yeah that,
0: that that was gonna be my lovely little link in in terms of our left wing buff. and we didn't chat about it earlier, but a slightly bizarre uh, um instagram story i think it was that he that he posted um after the game which uh, if you bear with me two seconds i terms tell what he sort of posted on there it's, he posted a photo of himself saying um i will either find a way or make one with a brain emoji and mm, find it worrying personally into when play you did you get players like that. I know Sarabia had one earlier this season, didn't he?
1: Mm.
0: Where he got a bit mouthy on the old Insta.
1: But then he played him after. <laughs> so it worked yeah. in his case. Um, he hasn't he's if he if he'd played and he, he'd been excellent and then he'd been dropped and you say he's unfortunate, then he'd get a, a case. But he's been awful this season when he's when he's come on. And when mm. he's when he's deputised, he hasn't but well, there's a reason Matt Doherty's played at left back instead of him. Because he hasn't took his chances when he when it's come to him. He's obvi- if he was injured or if he's not fit properly, something's wrong with him. I don't know. But the fact that we give him a new deal and now he's smoothing off because he's not having minutes, well, it's not it's it's Hoover behaviour and no one wants that. You'd like you'd like to think he's got a bit of uh bit more about him than that. And you look at all the media stuff and the what the um, the interview with Mikey Burroughs with him, um a few months ago, and he seems like a down-to-earth kid. He's been here a long time. you think he, he knows better than to kind of stir things up a bit, and maybe it's like the lost in translation thing will be used afterwards. But it's not the thing you want to see, really. It's, especially when the, when the team as a whole is doing so well, you're, you're one who's on the bench for a reason, and when you've been given a chance, you haven't taken it. You can't then be putting cryptic nonsense like this out. It's just, just a bit off, really, for me.
2: It's not even that they didn't. It wasn't a, didn't he kick off on the bench as well today? And there was uh, something yeah, that, was... that went round that he, as soon as the third sub was made, you know, he, he just had a busy fit, which is just not on. The, the big difference between this one for me and the Sarabia one is that we weren't playing that well when originally when Sarabia was at the team and they, and they were putting players like Doherty on ahead of Sarabia. You know, um, so you know you can't complain. Ain't nor he's, you know, want like. Chafou said earlier, he's like an elite fullback now. He's like one of the best in 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 the league, and you're not playing anywhere. You're not good enough, or you haven't been showing enough form to be to be in the team currently. So, and um, we're winning. So, what are you doing? <laughs> it just does it. It's it's not a good look. And, and and if he thinks that's going to get him in the team, he needs to give his head a wobble. Um, just like do so just bizarre behaviour. If if he's brought on, if he's made a change today, and he's brought on Dock at left back ahead of him. He might have a case. He might have a point, yeah. but he he took he took eight nori off to put Doyle on to change the system, and then what was the other? Ch- he brought um Bellegarde on, uh, and then he brought he brought Doc on instead of Sarabia on the right. So like it, it wasn't a change where he could have, you know, he was going to be playing anyway. Mm. So it was really really strange that, and it see does seem out of character because yeah, I listened to that Monkey Boris thing. He does seem pretty sound and down to earth, and he's still quite young. It's not like he's a the season pro, signed for big money from someone else and he's kicking off because he can't get a game. Um, he broke into the team potentially earlier than he should have, and really it was only that Davis who gave him a chance. So um, I think there's a lesson to be learned there as a, as a young player.
0: Hmm. I think it, it, it it's frustrating because he showed so much promise last season. And unlike Aitnori, he has pushed on. And argument, arguably it's to the detriment of, Hugo Bueno, because he's just not had those minutes. Um, you know, we great YouTube comment. Uh, uh, Hugo's the only guy who's gotten worse this year. It's a him thing, and yeah, I get it. But it might be a case that actually it's been very clear. You know, first half of the season, with eight Norries, O'Neill's guy, and you know he's not maybe got a low move. Or anything like that and he's been promised maybe more minutes and stuff like that to then not get it i can understand this frustration but there's a right and a wrong way to go about it and you know doing the passive aggressive social media posts is very uh you know facebook mum in my opinion and the instagram story is just the you know the facebook mum equivalent isn't it of, of of posting something similar for me
1: you saying he's gone, Karen? Is that what you are saying?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I am basically, and, and he just and he just wants someone to go. You okay, hun? Message me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Not gonna, not gonna share on here. Too many snakes. You know, it it, it is that equivalent.
1: Is this this but... has happened to you as any? Always. You seems seem very yeah. clued up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't share. <laughs> no. Um, but do you know what I mean? It, it, it is just like what's the best you think is going to happen from posting something like that? Because all it's going to do is either it's going to get people talking, like us, and at best it's just a little bit naff, isn't it? Um, at worst, he's kind of like just digging out his club slash employer.
1: It's it just a rookie thing. Yeah.
3: time.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's-
3: It's one mistake he's made in how many years he's been here. It might not be a mistake. It might be something just silly. If it happens over weeks and weeks and weeks, and it says again, or it happens in training and and O'Neill spots something that ain't quite right, then yeah. But the club will have ways of dealing with it. O'Neill ain't going to get flustered by some 21-year-old posting shit on fucking Instagram.
0: Yeah, I mean I will, and to be fair uh, as things go it's fairly lighthearted compared yeah. to uh you know it's it's not like um heads uh, chat I was going to say heads Tevis. gone I was going to say Chandler um at uh in the NFL this season going on Instagram <laughs> live um which which was I was going to say bonkers um but it's probably quite not the right term because I think he did get
1: you know, borderline section. Anyway, we. He knew oh, what he. Well, I was going to say he knew what he doing, but he didn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he he very much did not I think that was the worrisome part. Um, but look, let let let's get back to the game. I mean, it is such a big opportunity. Um, for wolves, uh, should we do quick uh, score predictions before we wrap up?
1: Well, no, I said two one earlier, so I'll, I'll stick with two one. Two one win. Yeah. What
0: about you, Japho?
1: I two
3: 0 I'll so go with a 3-2 three, three, goal first. Oh, Ooh. I love you, Tommy.
0: It's that can have extra time as well because I think a three two oh. with a aet afterwards. It it's is like a, a nice Brentford, Brentford special.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, gets you nice and like
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's going. So now you're up at the
2: crack of dawn. I listen to you it's G- with the what? was <laughs> that? yeah.
0: true. <laughs> G- 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 when have you genuinely slept in the last <laughs>
1: hours? It was a. <laughs> it was the fact that that was the third podcast I'd, I'd done in seventy-two hours. Um For anyone who didn't listen to, go go over on the soccer near soccer fights podcast, or it's on my Twitter somewhere. Where the point is. The guy who chose the team last year on there, the whole format, Nate's explained it before, he chose Spurs. And Nate hadn't been able to watch the game. He just listened to it. So I wasn't having no nonsense of him going on there saying Spurs were good when we battered them in our special way where we beat Spurs every year. So I said to Nate, I said, okay, I'll come on then. And he was like, it'll be half eight. So it'll like half three your your time. Okay. So I just set my alarm for 20 past three and then got up and I was just sitting there and I was just... I just said to myself, "Well, just text me then when it's we bit time to turn up, and then I'll just click the Zoom link, and I appeared like a like a fun genie." Um But it, at, that, at that time, it was ten past four in the morning, and then I went to work.
3: <laughs> mental,
1: just uh, but the mind boggles. Because
0: <laughs> then, was it? was it last night? You went and saw a Dune Two. Was
1: that no, no, no? That's. Uh, that's Friday when we're going to watch. Um, it was still, this is still live. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so I, Go- we I, I will do the whole. Oh, you can follow us on Twitter in a minute. Just yeah, if anyone's in Birmingham on Friday, me and Gully are going to watch football cliches live. Um, so I'm watching June 2 first and then going over there.
0: Perfect. And no, nothing sums you up more, Stu.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I, I'm assuming Gully's
1: not watching June 2 with you. I don't think. I don't think Gully's watched June June part one. We can ask him. We will do. We're,
0: we're, 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 Yeah, Everyone else. Take this one offline.
1: <laughs> everyone tweet Gully now and ask him if he's seen June part one.
0: Uh, I, I, I'm going to guess. Actually, I don't know. You never know. Anyway, look, we're going to wrap it up today. Um, big thank you to everyone who's listened. Uh, we will be, of course, back after the Brighton game uh, to talk about obviously around the round of fixtures and hopefully Wolves progressing into the quarterfinals. Uh, make sure you are following uh, Wolves Fancast and all the usual places at Wolves Fancast. We're here, there, and everywhere. And of course, make sure you check out the uh, kit bag um, offers they've got on Wolves merch as well. Until next time, though, it's goodbye from Tom. See you, guys. It's goodbye from Jafo. Au revoir. It's goodbye from Stu.
2: Arrivederci.
0: And it's goodbye from me. See you next time.
1: FIRE!